0: by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by TriNova. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I write Morning Cup of Murder during nap time, meaning I am a mother of a very messy toddler. Between him and my two dogs, I feel like I spend a good chunk of my time cleaning up messes. And it never seems totally clean, especially carpet stains. That was until I tried some of TriNova's cleaners, These cleaners use plant-based ingredients, meaning I feel totally comfortable cleaning things like my counter or table with no worries about any harmful chemicals. And it smells great. The carpet cleaner is an enzymatic cleaner which breaks down organic matter, removing the pet stain completely, meaning I'm not having to double clean or finding leftover stains. Bottom line, I love these products. Want to try them out yourself? Trinova is giving 20% off for listeners when you use the code MURDER20. So hop on Amazon and search Trinova or go to Amazon.com slash Trinova and use the code MURDER20. There were two more murders 15 miles away. In the police arrived they found the telephone and electricity lines described huh? by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. A cup of murder. When all of someone's rich relatives start dying and leaving them as a sole beneficiary, it seems like a pretty open and shut case. However, on December 12th, 1961, after a 10-year battle for her innocence, the good lady of Loudoun was acquitted for the 11 murder charges she faced. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Marie Bernard was described even at a young age as vicious and immoral. She was first married to her cousin in 1920 when, just seven years later, he died of pleurisy. The following year, she married Leon Bernard. The couple decided to invite Leon's parents to move in with them. Coincidentally, after the elderly pair had just inherited a large sum of family money. Soon after their move, Leon's father died from, apparently, accidentally eating poisoned mushrooms. Then, just three months later, his wife followed suit when she became the victim of pneumonia. With their parents gone and their entire estates split between Leon and his sister Lucy, tragedy struck again when Lucy killed herself a few months after her mother's death. Then came the death of Marie's father, Pierre, on May 14, 1940. His official cause of death was a cerebral hemorrhage. In just a short period of time, the Bernard seemed to be surrounded by the tragic death of many of their family members. But tragedy wasn't reserved for blood relatives. The Bernard sublet a room to a wealthy, childless couple, the Reves. They too died under suspicious circumstances, one of pneumonia and the other of aortitis. and... Because they had no children of their own, the couple left their landlady as the heir to their estate. Everyone felt pity for the couple, and no one seemed to think anything was amiss. That was until the death of Marie's elderly cousins, Pauline Bodiano. Pauline died in 1945 after mistaking a dish of lye for dessert. Then, lightning struck twice when Virginie made the same exact mistake just eight days later. Both women left their cousin, Marie Baynard, as the only beneficiary of both wills. By this time, the Baynards had six houses, an inn, a cafe, several farms, and more money than most. Despite this, their marriage wasn't a happy one. Léon had taken a mistress, Louise Pintau, even had her living in the Baynards' home, but Marie wasn't too torn up about it because she too had her own man. Then came the death of Marie's mother, Marie Louise. Just when it seemed like there were no family left to lose, Léon Baynard himself died of aremia. But, not before telling his mistress that he believed his beloved wife was poisoning him and that, if he were to die, to perform an autopsy. Just a few days after he was buried, Louise honored his request and passed the information along to the authorities. It didn't take long for police to see the correlations between her wealth and the deaths surrounding her, and Leon's body was exhumed on May eleventh, 1949, for testing. He had 19.45 milligrams of arsenic in his body. Marie was arrested and an order for further exhumations were made of the 13 bodies exhumed 12 were found with significant traces of arsenic going all the way back to her first husband in 1920 who was found with 60 milligrams in his remains Marie Bernard was charged with 11 counts of murder on July 21st 1949 and her trial began in 1952 however Errors in testing and labeling of tissue samples left room for a reasonable doubt. There were arguments that the arsenic found within the remains did not come from poisoning, but had leached into the soil from the chemicals used on the flowers and zinc ornaments. As a result, the first two trials ended without a conviction. Three trials, and ten years later, on December 12, 1961, Marie Baynard was formally acquitted of all of her charges. Her trial remains the most enigmatic in modern French legal history. Marie lived out her life, and in 1980, well into her 80s, she died a free woman. Over the years, her widely publicized murders and trial have garnered speculation and theories. One of which states that, while Marie was the brains of the partnership, that Leon was a willing accomplice to his wife's murders. After all, he had just as much to gain as she did. The pair, many believe, were just a couple of con artists, cheats, and serial killers. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.